Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Shares for Beginners. Weekend Watchlist. G'day and welcome back to Shares for Beginners Weekend Watchlist, where we'll be taking a close look at an individual company, sector or ETF that you may wish to consider for your watchlist. It's not a recommendation to buy, but a way for you to learn how experts screen for value. And this week we're doing something a little bit different. I produce a podcast called AGM Watch for the Australian Shareholders Association. ASA has a dedicated team of company monitors who meet with company chairs and directors to discuss issues of importance to retail shareholders. This episode is about Telstra, who some people may think of as a dinosaur remnant of the old economy. But there's many changes taking place at this venerable company. ASA's company monitor for Telstra is Mike Roby. Hello, Mike. G'day, Phil. How are you going? Good. So just before we get started, um, we had the chair, John Mullen, at the ASA annual conference. And it was quite interesting listening to him, wasn't it? It was. I mean, particularly the the comments he made about about executive remuneration. It should become the fixed remuneration to get rid of all of this nonsense of uh, LTIs and SDIs, yeah. And 35 pages in the annual report <laughs> devoted to it. <laughs> yeah, but he came across as uh, very human, didn't he? And I think he probably is. That's the way he comes across when we have our pre-AGMs as well. He's, and he's also very candid. I don't think he hides too much. Yeah. So tell us about the uh, pre-AGM meeting. So there was the chair, John Mullen, and IR manager, Nathan Burley, and Peter Hurl, chairman of People and Remuneration. How did that meeting go? Um, Look, they're always quite interesting, Phil. He was just as open as he normally is. This is John, who did most of the discussion. And he's quite across the business, but he's not actually what you consider to be a diet-in-the-wool telecoms man, and neither is Peter. So fairly brave move in a business undergoing a sort of digitization not to have somebody who knows the technical detail but perhaps they didn't expect me to either so So what were some of the discussions that you had well you have to believe their financial position because if you watch telstra's numbers they've just gone down and down and down with the exception of the share price which recently has gone up and up and up and then it's just kind of turned the corner and when i was a young lad people said Seven data points is a trend, not two. <laughs> so they're saying it's turned the corner and we're now on the way up and we've got one year left of this fairly radical digitisation transformation going on and it's all going to look good from here. Well, we'll get onto that in a, a few moments. But in the meantime, let's talk about the historical concerns of ASA, particularly Bridget Loudon's appointment to the Telstra board. How's that um, going at the moment? Uh, look, our concern was that um, she's a very young woman, very entrepreneurial, and has run a business which is effectively matching people who've got skills to companies that are looking for that sort of skill. Nothing to do with Telstra. So we love the fact that they've actually stepped outside the box and recruited somebody outside. But we didn't quite see how it fit with Telstra's account because, in a sense, Telstra's already got a use brand called Belong, and it's presumably got a marketing manager and someone that gets that pretty well. So the response when we challenged them that again this year, we kind of asked them how she's going. 
and didn't get an answer. <laughs> so, understandably, they, they're very coy about telling you what goes on in the boardrooms. But we found it difficult in this. It's a very complex business, Telstra. Our listeners may not appreciate just how complex telecoms is. Complex and, and huge, enormous as well. It'd be like you're steering a, a huge super tanker, really, isn't it? Correct. And you've got to deal with just a whole lot of issues, you know, apart from the political issues associated with the ex-incumbency. You've got to deal with taking a bunch of legacy systems, which are just tired, and turning them to digital only. And I had a, assumed that they would recruit somebody who'd done that, you know, somebody from Facebook or from you know, Instagram or somebody who really had that OTT, as they call it, over-the-top experience in digital, but she didn't. That's not her forte. So it's probably a watching brief. We'll watch how she contributes. But at the moment, it's not transparent to us. That's the right choice. Well, hopefully there'll be some form of entrepreneurship that um, she's bringing to the role. Well, I'm sure she is, and I'm sure she does bring the voice of the millennial into the picture, which is all good. Just not sure that you'd pay somebody 250 grand for that when you could probably bring in a millennial to your AGMs and have them tell you, like, man, like how you should do this from now on. <laughs> I'm sure they'd have plenty of opinions for a company like Telstra. So the, tell us about the current view of the Telstra business and its digital transformation. Like you alluded to, there's a lot of legacy business and um, a rapid turnaround in digitisation of everything. And it's quite difficult to sort of describe just how fundamental this is. There's a whole army of consultants around the world roaming through the telcos of the world telling them how to do this stuff. Very few have gone as far as Telstra. So they've actually effectively parked all of their billing systems, a lot of the network systems. Uh, they've moved everything onto the cloud for the corporate business. If you like, whoever was their consultant, they've taken to heart everything and just followed everything to the letter of the law, which means a lot of the sort of skill set that the people in the business had, had to be refreshed. You've probably noticed that in a lot of other companies, they mentioned the word going online, and particularly since COVID happened. Telstra's probably had the pick of the digital smarts out there in the Australian marketplace because it's such a big, you know, 800-pound gorilla. They can pay for what they want and they can probably get the best. And I reckon they've probably done a pretty good job. Not that transparent to us, but you can see it in some of the numbers. Like, for example, they talk about the number of calls in the call centres that are now being handled by people by just going into their app. Yeah, they've got that uh, My Telstra app now, haven't they? Yeah, and they've got 60 or 70% of the calls that are answered. And that is the only real, I think, consumer way of looking at the business and saying they're doing quite well, because that's a fundamental change. Mm. No, it would be. I mean, my mother is of that generation that refuses to use anyone else apart from Telstra, whereas I haven't been with Telstra for years. But having set her up with the My Telstra app, and um, I found the process pleasingly simple compared to what it used to be like dealing with a company like Telstra. Yeah, no, that's good. And then behind the scenes, of course, the billing system, completely different. Those of you who are old enough, if you look at the business, say, 10 years ago, they made a lot of money out of text. That's gone. They made a lot of money out of international roaming. That's gone. They made money out of distance charging. That's gone. They made money out of things which no longer exist, including pretty well all of the fixed network calls because pretty well everything is now done on data. So their business was just cut to shreds by that. And then you put on top of that that the government basically nationalised <laughs> the backbone network you know, in a kind of almost totalitarian way and therefore remove their monopoly on the, on the backbone as well. So they've had pretty well every curveball that you can imagine thrown at them. And 
they appear to be coming out of that period quite well. For a long time, I thought, you know, they've got a CEO who has no background in this. And they had a chairman who had no background in this. And therefore, I was quite sceptical. But now that I kind of get that it's a completely new digital sort of business, it's like going to the digital thing and then working back rather than moving up to it. You know, I've, I've got a deeper respect for them now. Yeah. And of course, they've gone into much more competitive pricing as well. Yeah, that's right. Removed all of the sort of messy pricing plans. Oh, that's right. And then reduced all the plans, haven't they? There's only 20 plans now. Yeah, and got rid of excess data. Do you remember that if you went over the... <laughs> yeah, if you I, didn't I know how long the, the, the video was, you were going to get stung for 50 bucks at the end of it. All of that's gone. And I would have thought this is the slight problem that <laughs> we consumers have. I would have thought that would have halved their complaints. It doesn't seem to have changed that much at all. They're usually billing complaints. You know, I don't understand this bill. And if it's just 25 bucks flat, I don't know how you couldn't understand that. Mm. So further on in the report, you talk about uh, ESG and Telstra being certified carbon neutral since 2020. They do it in large part by buying carbon credits from India, but they're also committed to being absolute emissions reduction by 2030. How is the association looking at this and um, this particular governance issue? Look, for a large company that was such in the eye of, if you like, government departments, this has really shown great leadership. You know, they've actually been one of the few to come out that strongly. There are, you know, one or two others like BHP and so on with more, if you like, more substantive problems associated with the environment have come out also very strongly. But it's another big 800-pound gorilla company that's lining up behind quite good environmental compliance. So they've done pretty well everything right in ESG. They've got a plan to be carbon neutral. They've got a plan to basically net zero. They're basically looking at getting all of their energy from renewable sources like wind and solar and so on in the future, which if you think of the the big data centres, they chew up a fair amount of horsepower of, of energy and therefore... <laughs> it's in, incredible the amount of power they take. They are. Those servers just consume vast amounts of electricity. So you need quite a lot of wind and solar, which means they'll be sponsoring people to invest in it once they pick their partners down that track. So they're doing a good job and they've got quite a good diversity program. They've got good people on the board. Mike Roby, thanks very much for joining me today. Lovely to be here, Phil. Cheers. If you found this podcast helpful, please tell a friend, especially if it's someone who needs to start thinking about investing for their future. You'll be helping them and helping me to keep this show on the road. Shares for Beginners is for information and educational purposes only. It isn't financial advice and you shouldn't buy or sell any investments based on what you've heard here. Any opinion or commentary is the view of the speaker only, not shares for beginners. This podcast doesn't replace professional advice regarding your personal financial needs, circumstances or current situation. And thank you for listening to my podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 